Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 16th day of February 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Los Angeles Dodgers center fielder and former Detroit Tigers star, Dan Petrie. You know, I do a lot of these. I do a lot of these. And sometimes I say stuff when I do a podcast that is not meant to be taken that seriously. I mean, like, look it. I sometimes talk about serious topics, but it's also, you know, most of the time I try to be somewhat humorous and maybe sometimes a little sarcastic. Sometimes I say stuff, little throwaway things. And I'm trying to have this be a, a, a politically, I, if not neutral, then at least friendly site. I think anyone who listens to this podcast can probably detect that I, I lean a little to the left politically. It's funny, I consider myself to be a centrist, but the way things are, that means you lean to the left. But I, I, this is a safe haven. I'm trying to create a safe haven. So no matter what, you whether, whether or not you voted for... Hillary, or you voted for Trump, or you voted for Bernie Sanders, or you voted for Ted Cruz, or Marco Rubio, whomever it is you support, if you're to the left, you're to the right, look, at you're all welcome to float down the River Sully, because this is not about politics. Sometimes I will tie things into think, uh, topics that I don't personally think are political, but in this weird day and age, they've become political, like you know, treating people with dignity you know, the sense of equality. I mean, I, that for some people, that's a controversial statement. I don't know why, but there you go. But I try not, I, I, those are just when I try to tie baseball, which is linked to our society. There's no getting around that it's linked to our society. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. When you tell certain sports writers or sometimes to me, you say, stick to baseball. Well, baseball is part of everything. You know, you can't say stick to baseball and then watch the 2001 World Series. <clears throat> you know, when you had the, the Mets and the Yankees wear the, the, the NYPD, the, the NY Fire Department, the Port Authority Police, all the different EMT hats that they wore instead of the Mets and the Yankees, nobody said stick to baseball. When you stand up and you sing the national anthem and you sing God Bless America, no one says, stick to baseball. When the president in 2001, and, and believe me, I was not a George W. Bush supporter, but when he came to the mound and threw that pitch at Yankee Stadium, yeah, I had goosebumps. Yeah, it was an it was a, it was a, uh, amazing moment. And so, I mean, it was... Yeah, sometimes you don't stick to baseball. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people at the time of Jackie Robinson were saying stick to baseball. The time of of Roberto Clemente were saying stick to baseball. Sometimes you don't stick to baseball. Because baseball doesn't stick to baseball. It's part of America. It's part of our fabric and it reflects us. It reflects our good qualities. It reflects our bad qualities. And so there are times that you're just going to wind up not sticking to baseball because you can't. With that being said, I said something on a podcast about a week ago 
And when the hell was it? I'm going to go to my uh, podcast app on my phone. It, it was on episode 1571 on the uh, 10th day of September, where I talked about the possibility of Jeffrey Loria selling the damn Marlins. And they were talking about how it was an unnamed New York real estate developer. And I jokingly tried to tie it to Trump or, or Trump's kids. Little did I know how close I was. I mean, I'm reading here from, uh, from the AP and said, reports emerged last week that Jeffrey Laura had a handshake agreement to the family of Jared Kushner. Trump's son-in-law. I mean, this is this is what's happening. That you may have a team that has family ties to President Trump. This is getting weirder and weirder. When you think about all the things that have been dragged into the discourse of politics over the last 12 months, including Tic Tacs, and Nordstrom's and the dude who played Chachi. Now, are we dragging the Miami Marlins into it? You know, there's one thing we've discovered, and that is the Marlins ownership can never be normal. It can never be normal. Because at first you had Zanga, who was the blockbuster video guy. And he owned the damn Marlins, and they won the World Series. And like one of his videotapes, he rewound it and returned it to the owner. And just decimated, completely broke the team up during the World Series parade. They won the World Series in 1997. By 1998, the team was totally gone because he was trying to sell the damn team. So you have an owner who finally, after five years of owning it, has a world championship and says, great, it's on, it's on sale. We were just renting it. We were just renting it. And then you had John Henry taking over the team. Now, of course, you had John, John Henry, he owns the Red Sox. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, John Henry was the owner of the Marlins, and... He didn't want a lousy team like the Marlins. He wanted something cool like the Red Sox. When the Red Sox became available, they didn't. The Bud Selig didn't want the McCourts running it, so they put the Henrys. They moved from the Henrys from the Marlins to the Red Sox. Moved Loria, the, who ruined the Expos, and moved him to Florida. And then baseball took over the Expos until they became the Nationals. It was an absolute travesty. So, like there, you look like you had a normal owner, a, a rich white dude, and suddenly. He's part of a merry-go-round, wins three world championships with the Red Sox, and is forever known as the, the, one of the people who saved the team from the ignominy of the horrible Yawkey years. And then they get Loria. Loria. Of all the people to run a team, he ran the Expos into the ground. Took over the Marlins, was given a gift world championship, a gift not in terms of the team not deserving it. They played very hard. They beat the Giants, Cubs, and Yankees, so they deserved the championship. But for Loria to be able to strut around saying, I, I got a title, is, is bizarre. And did everything wrong. Did everything wrong to piss off the good people of South Florida with how he ran the team. 
and you know even built the weirdest stadium in baseball, which I love. But then you know tore the tore down the 2003 champs, tore down the team that was looked like they were starting to contend in the late 2000s, tore down the team he hastily put together in 2012. And all the while, if there's one thing that everyone can say they hate about the Marlins, it's the ownership. And so just when you thought, okay, maybe, maybe, well, the thing that I was saying is the, the all the, the owner of the new owner of the Marlins has to be is not Jeffrey Loria. And the good folks of Miami can relax that they don't have to worry about their ownership anymore. Now it's going to have a connection to Trump. It's, I mean, it, I don't know. What's gonna What's gonna hold this up? You're gonna We're gonna now have to you know, stick to baseball. You go watch the Marlins, and you by def, by proxy, you have to think about the Trump presidency. It's getting surreal. And do you know what? As if that wasn't weird enough, the thing that is causing a hiccup right now. I'm going to read from the same report. However, News Wednesday. The lawyer is being pushed by another senior White House official. White House officials are talking to Jeffrey Loria. Just, just, just swallow that for a nanosecond. I'll continue. They're pushing him to be the ambassador to France. And Kushner's family is uh, backing away from the purchase because it will look like sort of a pay for play. Now, I'll just say this. Of all the potential scandals going on in the world right now and with his presidency right now, I think Jeffrey Loria leaving the Marlins and going to France is pretty low on that totem pole, at least for your pal Sully. Okay, that's as close to politics as I'm going to get today, but it's like, all right, how wonderful is it that Loria wants to be the ambassador to France? France, where they speak French, like they did in Montreal. So we can only assume he knows a lot of swear words in French, because a lot of people said swear words about him in French while he was the owner of the Montreal Expos. But, I mean, this was like... This is getting surreal. That we have to that we're going to be talking about diplomacy. You know, I was happy that I was like, oh, finally, we don't have to think about the Marlins owner. Finally, the city of Miami can have ownership of a baseball team based upon we're we're going to put money into the team and try to be good and try to win a title and everything like that, instead of wondering are they going to return the team like a videotape to Blockbuster Video under Huizinga. Not that they have their eyes on another suitor like the John Henry squad who wound up packing up camp and going to Boston. Not being Jeffrey Laurie who's going to do everything wrong. Finally, we're going to have a normal owner. Oh, wait, we can't talk about the ownership unless we settle who the ambassador to France is. I'm almost thinking maybe there should never have been a team in Miami. It's just too weird. Now, I kind of like Miami. I've only been there. I've, I mean, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Florida. 
because of the movie I directed, I'll Believe You, because of the film festivals I've gone there. I kind of like Florida. One of the reasons why I like Florida, one of the reasons why I set the film that I wrote, I'll Believe You, in Florida, is because it's a little kooky. It's a little off. It's a little bananas. And maybe it's appropriate that Miami has a team that's a little kooky, a little bananas. But my Lord, I was thinking there was an outside possibility that there could just be a normal owner out there. And I make this plea again. I made this plea a few years ago when I did the Solid Baseball Daily podcast on this topic. And I said, you know what? If there's a crazy billionaire out there, just buy the Marlins. So much good can come about from a normal crazy billionaire running the team. Because, you know, they had some, some time. They had Jose Fernandez. They also had Giancarlo Stanton. I almost said Giancarlo Esposito, a big Breaking Bad, do the right thing fan that I am. But now I'm like, we really got to, we have to see whether or not the sale of the Miami Marlins violates diplomatic privileges. You know, I mean, this was, I mean, he's been the, he's been head to the rants previous pushed to have the Marlins owner, Jeffrey Loria, to go to France. He's already been given the thumbs up from the president. That means he's not just a name bouncing around. He's the front runner of the job. The man who put the dancing Marlins in left center field is going to be, in all probability, the ambassador to France. That's the sort of thing like... This sounds like a Mad Lib, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like just a bunch of, or those little the little magnets on the refrigerator rearranged in order in a weird order? The sale of the Marlins could be derailed because of Jeffrey Loria becoming the ambassador to France. I mean, we've we've gone beyond insanity at this point. You know, we have we have reached an apex of lunacy. And the whole point of the podcast that I did six days, just six days ago, was finally Marlin fans can relax. Oh, wait, you can't. I'm telling you something. Of all the things that are going on in this world right now, the, the news cycle is too fast. It's too fast. It's just so things happen so fast. And they all sound stranger. Everything's stranger than the last thing we saw. Nothing is normal anymore. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised that the Miami Marlins owner, Jeffrey Loria, could cause a wrinkle in diplomacy based upon what they're doing with the ambassadorship of France. It's it's just strange. When you go to Marlins News, I mean you see things like, you know, you're 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 hoping you're you're hoping to just read about baseball. Like AJ Ramos is hoping to be the closer and, and do a good job and 
You know, Don Mattingly. Man, I talk about another person I'm feeling badly for is Don Mattingly. Because think about the three organizations that he's played for. He's played for the Yankees under Steinbrenner. He managed the Dodgers during the McCourt lunacy. And then now is in Miami under Loria. And now potentially under the son-in-law of President Trump. I mean, I'm getting more and more respect for Mattingly, who I'm not the biggest fan of him for his on the field, but man, if he is able to do all this, if he is able to potentially keep the distractions away, I, I you know what? Good luck. Absolute good luck. So, look at the Marlins are going to be a team that, you know, they're still psychologically reeling from the great tragedy that took place last year. You know, you don't know what you're going to get from, I mean, they have some new players like, you know, Jeff Locke and Edison Volquez and Dustin McGowan, um, and they've invited a few people. But, you know, the main thing is that, you know, you're hoping that you're seeing some of the young players like, you know, Brian Anderson, who's a good playing infielder, and, Jarlin Garcia, who's a, a, a t- highly touted starting pitcher. Obviously, this team would be a lot better if they still had Jose Fernandez in there. But, you know, you want to focus on the things on the field. You want to focus on the product and the team and how they're going to look. But it's always impossible with the Marlins to do that. And now you have this. So, you know what? If you're a billionaire out there, if you're a billionaire who listens to the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast, here are the two things that I ask from you. Buy the Marlins, please. And the second thing is, hire me. I'll be able to work for, say, $140,000. For $140,000, I will do a daily baseball podcast where in the end I praise you. Wouldn't that be nice? And you get to put me in your earbuds and listen to me every day. How is that crazier than Jeffrey Loria becoming the ambassador of France and that affecting the sale of the Marlins? How is it crazier? Easy. It's not. So let's see what happens with this. It's going to be bananas. But I know what's going to happen tomorrow. As always, I'm going to do a podcast just like I do every single day. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker, and it's also by Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 16th day of February 2017. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Au revoir, les Marlins. Et je m'appelle Sully.